I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. Welcome on a wet and rainy Wednesday, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about how to safely handle firearms for self-defense and recreation. We're going to start off with self-defense. Now, Royal Range USA is a local shooting range near Bellevue, about 20 minutes outside of downtown Nashville. The range has indoor firing ranges and offers a variety of classes, including basic self-defense classes about specific types, classes about specific types of guns, to reality-based scenario training and courses for professionals. Bo Smith is a retired Nashville Metro police officer who teaches the entry-level learn-to-shoot class at Royal Range. And he joins us now. Bo Thanks for being here. Welcome to This is Nashville. I'm glad to be here. Really glad to have you with us. Okay, so before we get into the details of the class, we want to learn a little, a little bit about you. How how did you become a firearm instructor? Well, I grew up around guns. Uh, my father was an instructor in the Marine Corps. Uh, he got out of the Marine Corps, started with the Tennessee Highway Patrol. His last uh, assignment in the Highway Patrol was with the firearms uh, unit, the training division. Uh, also, my grandfather, he was in the military, and he shot competition uh, in the National Guard rifle and pistol team. So I had a unique childhood growing up, uh, you know, nine, ten-year-old kid. He was like, here, go try, go test fire this gun for me. And I was going out shooting okay. forty-five caliber pistols at 10 years old. So grew up around them, learned how to respect them. Uh, that's kind of how I got started in it. Then got on the police department, uh, did 25 years with them. So that was part of my job as well. Are there any lessons— that you give new students and, and current students that your dad and your granddad made sure to instill within you? Yeah, they really were big on the gun safety aspect of it. And we laugh and uh, we talk about two of the hardest things new shooters do is load a magazine and we, what we call locking the slide to the rear. And we always thank my granddad for teaching us how to load the magazine properly and do it quickly and efficiently because that, that can be a struggle for new students. Can you explain what the loading, what the, the procedure of loading the magazine and what is it, locking the side and the rear? Break those down for us. Yeah, so uh, you have a cartridge. That's, of course, what has the projectile in it. Uh, you have to load that into a magazine that's compressed with a spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has the lips of the magazine, which uh, people don't realize that's what holds a cartridge in. And you have to learn to get in front of that, uh, load the cartridge in properly. And it just can be a struggle at first. Hand strength, dexterity mm-hmm. uh, can be an issue. Uh, locking the slide to the rear is one of the things we teach in a new shooter class. Uh, that's one of the techniques we use when you're uh, making a gun safe. You have to remove the magazine, lock the slide to the rear so you can visually and physically check the chamber and the magazine well to make sure the gun is empty. Okay. All right, so we're going to get some details of the entry-level learn-to-shoot class. Basically, what's covered in the class? So the way we have it set up, we do about a 45-minute to an hour PowerPoint talking head with the students. That way they get to visually see it. Uh, it covers the fundamentals of shooting, safety, storage, uh, kind of all the things we just talked about. Uh, after that, uh, we go hands-on with real guns in the classroom, ammunitions away from the weapons. It's an empty gun. We get our hands on them. Uh, the first thing I'll do, I'll go over all the uh, nomenclature of the pistol, all the kind of the bells and whistles of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't know what each of the little buttons do. Uh, do that. Then we get their hands on it, and we'll just go step by step talking about loading procedures, how to unload, uh, you know, how to lock the slide to the rear. <clears throat> then we get into some of the fundamentals of shooting, like grip, stance, uh, all that kind of stuff. And the third part, 
is actually shooting. Then we go up there and we shoot up to a 50-round uh, familiarization course. And some people want to shoot one round and they're ready to go. And then mm-hmm. other people like, I wish I could shoot more than 50. So <laughs> it just kind of depends. All right. So, so why do people take the class? What have they been telling you? Uh, one thing we do, we introduce ourselves when the class starts and then we go around the room, they get to introduce themselves and like, what do you want to get out of the class? Uh, home defense. Do you want to actually carry one around in the real world, uh, or just recreation familiarization and a good part of them is home defense. That's Mm -hmm. the most response we get is home defense with the weapon or my spouse or, or whoever has a gun in the home. And I just want to be familiar with it Mm -hmm. as well. Now I'm sure the rules of safety are the same, no matter if you want to, you know, have your gun for, for hunting or for home defense or any other reason. What are some keys to home defense safe gun ownership that you are sure to stress within the students of your class? So we have gun safety rules, and we actually call them life rules because in the gun range, uh, you know where your target, what your backstop is. Out in the real world, you don't. So, you know, we always treat them as if they're loaded. Uh, we never put our finger on the trigger till we've decided to shoot. <clears throat> we don't want to cross anything with the muzzle that we're not willing to destroy or kill. And you got to know your backstop, what's behind it, and what's between it. That's that, and they're they're really life rules if you own a gun, not mm-hmm. just range rules. Okay. Now, one of our show's producers went to a recent class. She shared that your co-instructor started the class asking, "Quote, who's here? Who here is okay with the idea of killing someone with a gun?" End quote. Now, that might seem shocking to some, but it really makes total sense to me. Why is it important to ask people who likely don't have experience with guns if they're willing to face the most extreme situation that you can get in with a gun, especially at the start of this entry-level self-defense class? Yeah, we ask that in all of our classes. Uh, That is a personal decision. It could be a religious decision, family decision, uh, because the stats show us if you pull a gun, if you're absolutely authorized to use it and you pull it and you don't use it when you really need to, stats show us that people can take that away from you and hurt you or others with it. So you have to have that kind of preset in your mind that you've made that conscious decision. If somebody's harming me or my family, um, then I, if it comes to that, like you say, extreme situation, that I can actually do that. And that's, that's a tough decision. And it, you know, it happens in split seconds. And then people can look at that, what you did for years and years to come when you only had a few minor seconds to figure that out. Now, Carolyn Croker recently moved to Tennessee. She took the Shoot to Learn class last Sunday with her daughter, who's 18, and her son, who's a senior in college. Carolyn, thanks for being here. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thanks for having me. Tell me, why did you sign up for the Learn to Shoot class? Um, Well, the shortest version I could give you is uh, that we moved here from Southern Maryland with a big lifestyle change from the suburbs to the city um, in an RV. And so I told my husband we needed to have some sort of protection before I live in a tin can mm-hmm. or however long. But um, now that we're in a home, um, we've just had some issues living not too far outside the city um, that are alarming to me. So what's been sitting on the shelf all the last two years um, became really uh, apparent that it needed to be um, put into practice, at least the the educational part of it, um, learning how to use a firearm if I'm alone with my children or they're home alone. It, it, was it important? Was it your idea to have your kids take this class with you? Yes, yes, hundred percent. Um, because I feel with having a ten-year-old and a and teenagers and two in their twenties that anybody in the home needed to be familiar with, um, you know, how to handle it, the safety procedures, the danger of having if you don't know what you're doing. 
So I, I thought everybody, all of us needed to be educated. Now, I, I kind of want to go to this last question that I posed to Bo. When the instructor, first thing they say is, hey, understand that you are potentially could kill someone. You know, you may be in that situation. And before the show, I was telling you both about my first experience shooting guns. And the thing that came over to me was, that overcame me and my thoughts was, I am holding a weapon that could take anyone's life, my own included. Mm -hmm. Have you had those type of conversations with your kids in understanding, hey, this is for self-defense, but this is also a deadly weapon that can be used? What have those conversations been like? Yeah, so not completely like that, especially with the young one around, but we have said more so even with him, if you ever came upon a gun, whether it's here or someone's house, a friend's house, it, it would it could kill some. This is how children die. This is how people die in accidents. But so he knows it's possible. I haven't actually thought to say that to him that God forbid we're in that situation. That's what's probably going to happen. Um, prepare to. I mean, if it's, you know, our lives are feeling threatened mm-hmm. or my children's, then, you know. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Now, what's your experience with guns before you took the class? Have you ever shot a gun before? Um, no. Well, the one that we have, we shot um, back home at a range with an instructor who's a dear friend of ours, military friend of ours. Just before we pulled out in the RV and made our way here, he said, let me just at least have you hold it and fired it on a range. But um, And then it just sat locked for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, now that I have, it's it's much more empowering. Um, you feel comfortable. Yeah. I feel a lot more comfortable, volumes more so, since Sunday's class, yes. Mm. Now, was there something that you learned that surprised you or really stayed with you from the first part of the class that you took? Um, well, a lot of it for me, my fear was um, I didn't want to accidentally set it off or not knowing the mechanics of it. So I really appreciated how Bo and Mr. Mike, um, our instructors, both went through piece by piece, the mechanical function of it, the parts of the weapon and whatnot. So that, for me, is what made me the most comfortable. I mean, I think the, preci- the precision in shooting will come in time. Um, but I really appreciated from them just really breaking down, you know, step by step by step. How'd you feel when it came time for <laughs> walking up to the range where you shot the 50 rounds? I understand you got to walk through a couple doors to get in, <laughs> and they're there partly to muffle the sound of gunshots. What was it like for you, like walking into the range with other people shooting? Did you physically respond to hearing the gunshots only a oh, few yeah. feet? Yeah, away I mean, from I was jumping in that room in between the doors, just trying to find my headphones and or mm-hmm. the you know the ear protection. But um, yeah, I was most definitely nervous, jumpy, anxious, um, excited to get in there. But it was just after the first couple um, where they kind of guided us through um, again, reminding me how to hold it and the grip and you know which hand holds it, which one really gives more of the stability, I guess, to it and your stance. All those little things just made me kind of self-correct and um, made it much more enjoyable mm. to feel confident in what I was doing. Okay, you felt confident and secure because of the instruction Absolutely, you got. Absolutely, 100%. You're in the booth with the instructor. Yes. You got to set yourself up to make sure you're ready to shoot. Oh. How did it feel when you were actually pulling the trigger? Um. It was jarring. I mean, it was loud and there was some kickback and all that, but it was empowering. I thought, I did that, you know, I can do this. Um, It's going to require more training and certainly a lot of practice to become proficient and just to feel a little more, um, I guess, just Mm self-confident that I I can handle this. um, But I I do plan on 
spending a lot of time there. Yeah, you, you mentioned <laughs> with, it, with the kids. Yeah. You, you mentioned that it's empowering, and I understand that people get an adrenaline rush when they shoot guns, particularly the first few times yeah. that they 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 shoot guns, and sometimes that adrenaline rush can come down. Did you feel an amount of responsibility? Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, it definitely brings home the gravity of what it is you're holding and what, what you know can happen. All the more reason to be training and under the supervision of professionals like Mr. Bo and Mike mm-hmm. at Royal Range. Um, what, yeah. What's your next step? Are you going to continue to take more classes? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> in time, in time. Okay. Um, we, we actually did talk about getting back to the range this weekend just to practice what they taught us last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we would. My daughter especially is an enthusiast. My only girl of the bunch, but she wants to take all of the courses. <laughs> I wanted to ask you that. Like, what did your kids think of the c- classes? Well, my son, uh, the oldest one is 22. He came back from school to go. He's been very anxious. He wants to be able to um, conceal and carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the world's a kind of a weird, wacky place these days, and he wants to be able to be um, educated and be able to protect himself as he's traveling all over by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was very anxious to get in there. Um, my daughter... <laughs> She, um, she, I, I don't know. I'd have to ask her exactly what it is she loves about it, but she's just that one. She's our jujitsu, you know, student. And, okay. Yeah. Now, Bo, I want to go over a little bit of basics. Like, Tennessee is a permitless carry state. We are. You don't need a permit to carry a loaded firearm, which is concealed, um, whether it's concealed or not here in Tennessee. But just because you can get a gun and have it with you doesn't mean that you will be competent in using it for something like self-protection. From your perspective as an, ex- an instructor with years of experience and given your, your, what you've learned from your family's experience, what do you think people actually need to know legally and what training do they need to have to own and handle a gun safely, particularly in a self-protection sense? And we ask our students that in this uh, beginning shooter course, we're like, you know, we are a permitless carry state. Who would feel comfortable putting a gun on right now and going out in the real world and walking around with it on? It's a big responsibility. So the next step after the new shooter class is we always tell them the the state handgun carry course that I teach as well. Uh, You get a lot of law in that, about four hours of law. Um, You need to know when you can use it and when you can't. That's really important. Uh, If you point it at somebody that doesn't need it pointed at, you know, you could face criminal charges. If you hurt somebody that doesn't need hurting, uh, criminal or civil. so that handgun carry course is really important in my eyes because it gives you a lot of the law aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that ongoing training is needed? What do you recommend for ongoing training? Oh, it is. It's a perishable skill, just like any other sport. If you don't shoot for a while, you'll say, man, I'm a little rusty. So you do have to continually shoot. Like she said, come in and practice. Uh, that's the main thing. You can practice at home, like what we call dry firing with no ammunition in the pistol. Uh, there's some things that we show them in class that they can practice at home. Uh, but it is a perishable skill. You got to keep your skill set up. Mm-hmm. What do you say to someone who may be listening and say, "Hey, I purchased my gun. I know how to operate it. Um, I don't need to take a permit class here in Tennessee. I don't need a permit for it." What would you, how? Why would you implore anyone to make sure that they take classes? Because usually, or ninety nine percent of the time, I would say if you're out and you get encountered by somebody with a deadly weapon, you're already behind the curve, correct? Because they've got it out or they're bringing it out. You've seen it. Uh, so we got to be able to get this our tool in operation uh, so we can get that out efficiently. If you, if you have it underneath clothing, which most people carry concealed, uh, there's techniques to get that weapon out and operational. 
and it does take a little practice. So just, you know, knowing how to shoot, but able to get the thing up and operational is kind of where the training part comes in. And, and, and responsibility seems to be the theme of it, it all. It does. Uh, we always say there's two things you can be in these situations, a hero or a zero. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have to use deadly force, God forbid, and you, and you uh, get the suspect or the, the person that's trying to hurt you and you actually hurt somebody else, uh, that's the only thing they're going to be concerned about is the person you hurt that didn't need hurting. So we're real big on that. We, we, you know, we got to hit what we're shooting at. That's a real big theme with us. Car Carolyn, are, have you thought about, you know, having a gun in your house or on your person to protect yourself? Have you thought about that? Oh, all the time. Um, and again, we've, we've had it, but it's been locked. And I finally said in the last couple of weeks, what's the point? You know, of having it if we're not going to understand, or or my husband knew, but if the kids and I aren't comfortable and um, and you know know how to use it confidently, so um, yes, that would be something down the road. Um, I would like to be able to conceal carry. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Do you, Do you think you would join a shooting or hunting club for fun? Is that appealing to you? I never thought about it before, um, but but maybe. I mean, I'm open to the possibility of it. I guess I have to try it a little more and. See if it's something that I want to do recreationally like that, or if it's really just a skill that I need to have for the purpose of home, to, you know, self defense. You know, I'm thinking about thinking about self defense. Obviously, having a weapon on you, like a gun, is one form of self defense. But then there's always walking away or getting away from an escalated situation. Bo, is that something that you all teach as well? That is one of the main things we teach: is situational awareness. If I see that problem before it gets to me, uh, avoidance is the best thing. Uh, we, we teach people not to shoot. It's an absolute last thing. Uh, being aware of your surroundings. Uh, you know, the main thing, get those cell phones out of your face when you're walking to your car. Uh, if you get that sinking feeling in your stomach, hair on the back of your neck, stand up. Uh, that's usually right. So just avoid those problems. If you're at a grocery store and you see somebody following you, walk back in the grocery store. Get the people to walk out with you with your groceries, that kind of thing. So avoidance is a big part of it. And your physical... Uh, you know, self-defense skills, you need to hone up on them because a lot of times that's where it goes first. Mm. So self-defense, martial arts, that kind of thing is very important as well. Last question. What can people do to keep practicing the skills that they learn? Is, is joining a gun club a good idea or just coming to the range continually for target practice? So we have options. We have a public range. We have membership levels. So you can join and or you can just come in off the street and pay for a range time. We also have more advanced classes. We have a series. It's called the Defensive Pistol Series. Uh, level one starts out kind of basic. And then when we get to level four, we're kind of rocking and rolling with it. So uh, people come in and they repeat, take all these classes, a lot of them because they love it. And we change up the program frequently to keep it fresh. And, and that kind of, you know, when you get in there in front of your peers, uh, that's kind of where you get your skill set, getting that pressure on you in there. Mm-hmm. Now, Bo Smith is a retired Nashville Metro Police officer. He teaches the entry-level learn-to-shoot class at Royal Range. And Carolyn Croker is recently moved here to Tennessee. She has been taking those classes. I really appreciate you both being on here. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk with one of the founding members of the Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club about the safety classes they offer. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
I'm Khalil Ekelona, and this is Nashville. Heads up for our listeners. Today, we're talking about guns and the safe handling of guns. Just wanted to give you all a warning. You know, we're talking about how to safely handle firearms, and our next guest was a martial arts instructor who later became a firearm instructor, and he's currently Sergeant of Arms for the Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club, Denzel Caldwell. Welcome back to This is Nashville. Thanks. For, good to see you again, man. Great to be here. Great to be here. All right, so you're a certified firearm instructor, mm-hmm. but that's not really where you started. Tell me how you found your way to teaching others about firearms and firearm safety. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned earlier, I uh, was a martial arts instructor. I've been teaching uh, kung fu, been doing kung fu for uh, 10 plus years, uh, 16 at the current moment. And, um, you know, at a certain point, roughly around 2018, um, I was thinking, well, if I really want to prepare my students for being able to defend themselves, we live in the United States, particularly in the South, where There are more guns than people. And so I was thinking, okay, uh, let me at least learn how to shoot um, so I could have some basic understanding. But uh, based on my type of personality, if I'm going to learn a skill, I want to learn it well enough to teach it. Mm -hmm. And so after I uh, took a basic handgun class, um, I got my permit. I decided, hey, you know, I actually want to go and figure out a way to get um, credentials for being an instructor. And so that's pretty much what began my journey. What was the experience of getting credentialed like for you? Talk talk to me about the process. Yeah. So it was actually through my firearm instructor um, that I met uh, my instructor who would uh, certify me, who is now my gun club president, Tanea McLean. Um, And so we, um, not too long after we met, she had gotten her certification as a training counselor under the United States Concealed Carry Association. Um, And essentially what that means is you get the ability to certify instructors. And so not too long after she was uh, able to get certified, you know, she was like, hey, if you're interested in being an instructor, you can come through my course and, and get certified. And went through it. It was great. It was mostly learning how to teach the content that uh, USCCA offers. Um, and, uh, yeah, of course, there was a shooting qualification. And once you do that, you go through all those uh, examinations, you're certified. Now, Bo Smith, who was just on the previous segment, uh, mm-hmm. instructor at Royal Range, talked about self-defense, mm-hmm. talked about physically understanding self-defense before you even pick up a weapon mm-hmm. as a key, one of the things that they continue to stress. Your journey, you started off kung fu, physical self-defense, switched over to understanding firearms as a self-defense method. When you're instructing people, when you're teaching folks, how do you how do you merge the two? Yeah, so uh, the reality is, and, and we learned this in martial arts, um, the use of a weapon is an extension of your body. And so if you don't have control or a certain level of awareness and discipline of your body, you won't be able to control anything that you're wielding or extending out uh, from your body, which includes a weapon, right? In this case, a firearm. So part of what we really try to instill in people is you want to be able to, to develop a certain sense of self-awareness with your body, um, not in your environment, um, as well as your weapon itself, and make it become a part of you so that when you have to use it, then it's not this sort of disjointed experience where it's like, okay, I have my body and then my weapon. It's a part of you. Mm-hmm. And so we try to uh, teach 
um, self-defense and firearm usage as sort of like an integrated experience that goes along with any other bodily function. In a lot of self-defense, the key and core of it is discipline, mm -hmm. which I think leads to responsibility. Absolutely. How important is that when... How important is getting that philosophy over across to your students? Um, that is the most important aspect of uh, what I teach to my students because um, all else falls apart if you don't have that discipline. Um, and I think it's really important in the United States that that be uh, pushed because we live in a culture that is, um, you know, obsessed with firearms, uh, frankly, right? And so part of that and living in that uh, requires us as responsible firearm users um, is to be disciplined, right? To understand what safety looks like, to understand when we should and should not use it and understand that it is a tool and not an extension of your ego or your willpower necessarily, mm -hmm. um, but it's a tool of protection. Now, the Tennessee, Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club is only a few years old. You're a mm -hmm. founding member. We're going to talk about what the club does in one minute. But yeah. tell me, how did the club get started? Yeah, so uh, it's a very interesting story. Um, but, you know, uh, a lot of which, from my experience, had started when, uh, with meeting the Madam President, as we like to call it, Tanea McLean. And so uh, a number of us, a number of individuals in the city um, were talking about uh, starting a gun club, you know, there have been many conversations here and there in the community. Like, hey, you know, there, is there a black gun club in Middle Tennessee and Nashville or anything like that? We should start it. And so what made this work is the fact that we had instructors like in uh, the involved in, in our particular group. So Tanea and I. And so, um, you know, we had a few other members uh, who were interested in, in, in as well, like with learning as well as uh, becoming instructors. And so, um, you know, a couple of us met. We voted on a name. We voted on a logo. Um, and then it just became official roughly uh, two or three years ago. And so, um, you know, it's been a learning journey since. Mm. What's mm -hmm. been challenging about it? Um, really just organizational development, right? Um, this is a very uh, sensitive thing, right? You yeah. know, um, in, in no explicit terms, not only are we dealing with firearms, but we're a black gun club, right? Mm -hmm. And so that carries a lot of complexities to it, right? And so we want to make sure that we are staying true to our primary goal, which is maximizing community safety and being able to teach our folks in the, in the city, in Middle Tennessee, how to be safe around firearms, whether you own one or not, and how to keep each other safe, right? And so that's been uh, the biggest challenge. Uh, it's also been like resisting the urge to uh, join on a wave because, you know, when people are talking about guns, you mm -hmm. know, there's a temptation. Oh, you know, we could go out there. And, but it's like, no, no, we're committed to this. We want to take our time. We want to make sure that we have everything in place so when people are interested in learning this skill and taking on this level of discipline that we're ready. What have you been surprised with since you all started the club? Um, I, I would say uh, quite quite a bit. Um, I, I, we honestly run into a lot of people that are like, yeah, you know, I'm very interested in learning how to shoot. And, and, and you know, I'm very interested in being trained. But, you know, when it comes time for class time, when it comes time for, uh, you know, offering space to learn more about the laws, things like that, we don't get that same amount of energy. Hmm. Right. Um. I would say also, too, we get a lot of support in, uh, you know, really interesting places. Uh, we have a lot of different individuals and organizations who are not black who actually support 
the work that we're doing. Um, but we also have community members that very much so support the work that we're doing um, and our focus on safety as well. Now, the club offers a lot of different things, uh, safety courses. Mm-hmm. But to be clear, these are courses for everyone. You don't have to be black to take them. No, 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 no. We we definitely are open to the public. Anybody can come and uh, learn with us. We, again, we're about community safety, and we want to make sure that folks are understand what that means. And it's not just about using a firearm with certain discipline. There's a lot of different things that come with that, too. So, Tell me about the first shot class. Yeah, so uh, the first shot class was a creation of uh, both me and Tanea. Um, so part of when we started uh, teaching firearm courses, uh, we realized that we had a lot of people who had never shot a firearm before. And I mean, not just so much, and not so much so that they, you know, were interested and, you know, they wanted to learn how to shoot, but they had a lot of nervousness uh, behind that. And, they, and maybe even had some traumas. And so part of what we wanted to do is we wanted to create sort of like a precursory course to our basic handgun fundamentals course that was specifically focused on people who are interested in getting over the psychological hump of shooting a firearm, Mm -hmm. right? And so that class is totally dedicated to, you know, taking our time with those folks, showing them how things work, really like leaning into what their fears are and really walking with them literally through the first step of seeing a gun all the way until shooting their first fire uh, for the shot. Have, how do you how do you all work with people who may have come in and been either witnesses or victims of gun violence? Do you, have you had any of those folks? Come Absolutely. In for classes? Absolutely. Um, we, we've had varying experiences, um, mo- mostly positive, honestly, because uh, of the way that we approach this, right? So we're not just saying, hey, we want everybody to shoot. You need to learn how to shoot. It's like, hey, you know, why are you here, right? What do you hope to learn? Um, and then just making it clear, hey, he, we're here to ensure that everybody around us, whether you want to own a firearm or not, is knowledgeable of this tool so that you don't have to live your life in fear of it without any knowledge of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's also an opportunity for people to take a certain level of agency in their life when it comes to firearms. Whether or not they're going to own one, they'll at least know how to properly uh, manage one if they have to. I'm interested in that because, you know, that you said it's being a black gun club is very interesting mm-hmm. right now, particularly being in the South and given the political nature mm-hmm. of just guns themselves, yet alone being African-American gun clubs and gun owners. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this experience is helping you and your students? It's more prepared to have a really robust conversation about guns. Guns is a very sensitive topic in our country, let alone this city. Yeah. Is it helping you all to really engage in conversations about guns to where people can understand one another on the issue. No, absolutely. Because like by virtue of us being in a black gun club, we sit in this very unique pocket, right? Um, Typically when we have conversations about firearms, they tend to be very binary. Um, But I think sitting in this space has allowed us to uh, be in a position to offer that sort of robust conversation, right? Um, And we're of the opinion that regardless of where you are on the spectrum around firearms, there can only be a benefit if everybody understands how they work because Mm -hmm. you can't really uh, create any sort of sound, rigorous solutions around uh, firearms and their presence in the United States without understanding how they work. Mm -hmm. Now, the gun club recently started offering a Stop the Bleed class about Mm -hmm. four to five months ago, and it's an important specialized first aid class. Mm -hmm. You got certified to teach 
because community members were really asking for it. Tell me about what this class covers. Yeah, so this class covers uh, some fundamental skills that you would need in order to stop life-saving, life-threatening bleeding, right? Um, and so one of the things, uh, we, we've worked with mothers who have had family members who have been victims of gun violence. And one of the things that they have told us was that paramedics had said thousands of lives could be saved if people knew how to stop life-threatening bleeding um, before advanced medical care came. And so part of learning how to stop the bleed is being able to stop those things when they happen. And let me say that this isn't uh, you know, reduced to gunshot wounds. This could also be, you know, an accident that you might have in the kitchen or something or a really bad fall, right? Um, but if you don't know how to stop that bleeding, right, in three to five mem- uh, minutes, you could be dead. Mm-hmm. And so, like, having some of those basic skills in order to stop uh, that life-threatening bleeding long enough for advanced medical care to come makes a world of a difference. Now, you all you also engage in community events, Outside of the class, the club, you organize monthly range days. Mm-hmm. And these events are open to the public. Again, Absolutely. anyone could come. You don't have to be a <laughs> member of, of the Black Gun Club to join. Tell me what happens on the range during those days. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the past, what we have done is, uh, yeah, we we introduce ourselves to uh, the people who come out. Let, us not, let them know who we are, like our mission and everything like that. And then we go out into the range and have a good time, right? A safe time. Um, but a good time. And so we're out there shooting, might even go over some drills, uh, might even, depending on the the makeup of the group, we might even go over some uh, pointers um, on how to help folks out with that. But we're really out there uh, to shoot, uh, get to know the people that are interested in coming out and let them get to know us. Mm. All right. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to support the work that we're doing. What kind of feedback are you getting from those days? Um, re- really positive. Really, really, mm. really positive. We've had quite a bit of different folks come out. Uh, we've had the ranges that we've gone to have really enjoyed our presence there. Uh, we've even had folks, uh, you know, in, in different uh, facets or across the spectrum come through. We've had uh, some media personalities come through who were previously afraid. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, uh, age ranges across the board, um, men, women, everything in between. And so it's been a very, very positive and constructive experience. I, I kind of want to go back to your first experience mm-hmm. of shooting a gun and handling a gun. Mm-hmm. You're a martial arts instructor, mm-hmm. black man. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it was like when you walked into the gun range the first time and you went through the process of shooting a gun. Were you comfortable or did you feel at, at, at were you at ease or did you feel a little off? I, I, I'll be honest, like I, uh, there was a certain level of uh, comfortability that I had. And, and I think maybe that's in large part due to my martial arts experience, right? And so I'm used to, you know, direct combat, right? Um, sparring and things like that. And so, you know, seeing firearms around me at different times in my life, you know, it was just like, you know, hey, I'm ready to actually learn how this works. And so actually my first time going out to shoot a uh, firearm was actually with a friend. Like he uh, t- brought his firearm to the range. We went out there and we just shot. You know, I didn't have any fundamentals, but, you know, I was just like, hey, you know, I want to learn how to do this because this is a part of our everyday life, whether we like it or not. Mm. Um, so it was it was actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty chill, honestly. Now, we'll talk about politics real briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people get nervous. They got opinions about how the political side of firearms. Why do you think, just speaking for yourself, perhaps not the club, why do you mm-hmm. think it's important that, you know, 
the political process and the political discussion around firearms, particularly firearm legislation, be something that is robust and that involves as many people as possible who are knowledgeable mm -hmm. about the topic? Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is uh, whether or not you deal with firearms directly, they're going to impact your life in some direct or impact, indirect way, right? Um, and that's very expansive, right? Um, and so it's important that the decisions that we make about these firearms are uh, sensitive to the experiences and the relationships that different people have with them um, because we all have a relationship with them regardless of your distance with them. And so I, I think it's important um, to note that, you know, everything is political, whether we want to acknowledge that or not. Um, and so just like this, this tool that can take a life um, should be something that should be treated with the utmost rigor and knowledge. Now, the cup, the club is only a few years old. Yeah. And there's a few people behind the scenes. What do you guys need right now to keep growing? Absolutely. I, I would encourage y'all to visit our website. Um, I would encourage y'all to uh, sign up for our upcoming Stop the Bleed class on February 3rd. You can find the registration link on our website. I would also encourage you all to read our statement um, that was in response to the special session that Governor Lee called last year, as well as the interviews we had with a reproductive justice organization, Healthy and Free Tennessee, about guns, uh, their history with their black community and what we can do to think uh, more rigorously about them. Denzel Caldwell is a member of the Middle Tennessee Black Gun Club. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. All right. Let's take one more break. When we come back, we'll be talking about TWRA's free hunter education classes available all across the state of Tennessee. You're listening to This is Nashville. We'll be right back. Colona, and this is Nashville. Today we're talking about how anyone here in Tennessee can safely learn how to handle firearms for self-defense or recreation. Now we're turning our attention to learning the basics to get into the popular sport, hunting. The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Resource Agency, TWRA, is a state agency that manages the state's fish and wildlife and their habitats. TWRA officers offers a free hunting education course. Both online and in-person options are available to everyone. Here to tell us more is Randy Husky, the administrator for the course across the state. Randy, thanks for being here. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Really appreciate you being here. So I understand you grew up in a hunting family. Absolutely. Yeah, I grew up, uh, I was hunting uh, before I was six years old. I mean, I was. I was wow. Yeah. Yeah. Who taught you how to hunt? Uh, that was my grandpa's and my and my dad. And okay. well, basically all my family members hunted. So it, we were a hunting family. What, what did you guys hunt? We hunted everything from bear to squirrels to rabbits, deer, everything. Okay. Tell me this. You go from learning how to hunt, family tradition. To working for the TD, TWRA, how did that happen? I'm just kind of a natural fit, I believe. <laughs> I mean, that was my passion. I, I grew up doing it. And I, I knew from uh, the day I started college that that's kind of the career path I wanted to take in college. Well, talk to me a little bit about the Hunter Education class. It's a free class that they offer. What is the goal of the class? The goal, of course, is to produce a, a safe hunter, a, a hunter that that's knowledgeable about the sport of hunting, uh, the seasons, uh, what's legal, what's not legal. Uh, but the main, the main focus of the course is 
is gun safety. Mm-hmm. We want that person to handle that firearm safely, not hurt themselves or another hunter. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal of hunter education. How long is the class? The class lasts anywhere from the, the in-person class lasts anywhere from eight to twelve hours, mm-hmm. depending on the instructor. Uh, you you can do it in a day. Uh, some people do it in a day. Uh, that's kind of pushing it, but you can you can you can complete the course in a day. The online course it lasts about twelve hours as well. Uh, you take that at your own pace. Given your expertise, do you recommend? You said you know, some people get it done in a day, but you feel like this is so important to me. It feels like this should take a couple days to yeah. make sure you're ready to go out there and hunt. Yeah, and I really prefer the the in person course. Uh, that gets you, uh, you know, you're actually talking to a, a volunteer instructor or, or one of our officers. Uh, you can ask questions. Uh, it's interactive. Uh, I think you get much more out of that in-person course than an online course. Can you give me a little details about what the class covers? Uh, sure, yeah. Basically, uh, you know, we, we hammer firearm safety. Uh, we talk about, you know, control your muzzle. Uh, be sure of your target, what's in front of it and what's behind behind it. Uh, treat every gun as if they're loaded. We have We have what's called... Ten Commandments of Firearm Safety, mm-hmm. and we really hammer those throughout the course of the program. We want that student to know those inside and out. But, and so they're they're comfortable and safe before exactly. they get out. Exactly. Now, I understand that the the course covers the history of firearms that yes. are used for hunting. Why does it do that? Well, it, it we talk about the history of hunting, really. I mean, we go back uh, all the way in, you know, to the old longbows, um, the old wooden arrows and the wooden bows. We talk about those. Uh, some some instructors actually let the students shoot those old bows. I mean, mm. they'll actually let them shoot the old recurves and the old long bows. Uh, we talk about compound bows. We talk about crossbows. We talk about muzzle loaders. We get into black powder. We kind of go through the history of of essentially a hunting device mm-hmm. from the beginning up until now. Modern firearms. What does that do for for students? Is that give you a little bit of a respect and reverence just for? Hunting in itself, I think it does. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's important. It lets them see the history of hunting and, and let them know that you know, <laughs> early man depended on hunting as for survival. I mean, that's that's how he ate, mm-hmm. and we've kind of lost that in our society. We think that food comes from a grocery store when actually, <laughs> actually, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> about how many people took the hunter education courses last year? Oh, last year we had about thirteen thousand five hundred students wow. take it. Yeah, that's quite a bit. And since the inception of the course, 1972, we've had over 800,000 Tennesseans take hunter education. Okay. Okay. So. Do you know the split between online and in-person numbers from last year? Uh, yeah. Last year, about 80% took it online versus mm-hmm. 20% taking it in person. Okay. And it's just a convenience thing. It's, it's very convenient to take it online. But in your, for your expertise, it's better to come in person. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And so I'm sure as any course you offer an exam because of the seriousness of what you're yes. de- dealing with and what you're teaching people. How difficult is this exam? It's 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 pretty difficult. It's a 50 question test. It's uh it's multiple choice, true false, and there's some uh fill in the blank. Well, not fill in the blank, but you're picking uh parts of a diagram, parts of a firearm mm-hmm. on a diagram and you're picking what they are. So you've got to know you got to know what they are. You got to understand the components of a cartridge or a shot shell and the parts of a firearm. It's it's uh, it's pretty in depth. The test is it's a little tricky. So anyone who doesn't pass the test got to take it again. You take it again. All right. Yeah. Now this is Nashville producer Catherine Cece's recently talked with Fletcher Haddad, a high school student who took the hunter education class a few years ago, and he's been hunting ever since. Let's listen to what he had to say about the class. 
I recently spoke with Fletcher Haddad about his experience taking the online version of the TWRA Hunter Education course. Hi, I'm Fletcher. I'm 16. Why did he take the class? Just to learn a little bit about the safety of guns and what you should be treating them like while you're hunting and what you should be doing while you're hunting and just getting better the skills that you need to hunt and everything. How long did it take him? It took me like a weekend. It was like a do-at-your-own-pace kind of course. What did he like the most? Um, I liked the videos where it would bring like people that were experienced in hunting and that you could that you could hear them speak and everything. What was the hardest part? Probably the test. I was very <laughs> stressful at the end. Uh, I was just really hoping I wouldn't fail, so I didn't have to do it again. Did he pass? Yeah, I did. What does he like to hunt? Turkey's probably my favorite, but dove and deer I also hunt. What specifically is it about turkeys? Um, it's just interactive and stuff with the calls. Like, it, turkey or deer, you're just sitting there and waiting for one, but turkey, you can hear him and everything. What does he do with what he hunts and harvests? Eat it. How does he cook it? Just bake it or smoke it, either one. What does it mean to him? Just knowing that you worked hard to go out there and get it, and then you had to put the work in to kill that animal. You didn't just have to go to the grocery store and buy some. Hunting can involve a lot of waiting. I asked Fletcher if he takes his phone with him. There, there was one time that I did look at it, and there happened to be a deer walk by. Did he miss it? No, I didn't miss it. I shot it, but it's a surprise when you look up and there's just a deer right there. Does he like going on TWRA or other student-focused trips? Those were, those were fun. They were a lot of learning. Uh, it was good to talk to the guides. You got to learn a lot from them. And just being around other people that enjoyed what you like to do, too, is nice. Would he volunteer with TWRA someday? That would be cool, because they showed me how to do it, and then I could pass it on to the next generation. For This is Nashville, I'm Catherine Cece's. Now, Randy, let me ask you this. Cell phones while you're out there hunting, yes or no? <laughs> I don't, but... I know a lot of people do, but I'm I'm an older guy. I, yeah. mean, <laughs> I kind of want to be when I'm out there. I want to be away from that cell phone. Mm-hmm. I don't want that interruption. Okay, now Fletcher he talked about learning from the instructors, and eventually he wants to be able to volunteer and do the same. Yeah, it's like this strong tradition of hunters passing yes. on knowledge and skills, yeah. particularly here in Tennessee. Your family did it with you. Mm-hmm. The instructors who teach these classes, they're the ones who carry on this this tradition, and they're volunteering. Tell me about the instructors. Who are these folks who give their time? Man, these guys, I can't I can't say enough about these guys. I mean, I get teary just thinking about them. <laughs> these these mm. guys, man, they volunteer so many hours to teach this course. I mean, they go above and beyond because it is so important to them to carry on this tradition of hunting and, and firearm safety. It's extremely important to them. It's, it's their life. I mean, that's... You know, most of them, uh, well, all of them came from a hunting background pretty much. And it's just unreal to see these guys donate hundreds of hours every year to the program. What kind of training do they go through to teach? Uh, Well, we put them through a background check just to make sure that they are who they say they are and that they've not had anything in their past that would preclude them from being a volunteer. Uh, After they pass the background check, we put them through a weekend-long, three-day-long, come in on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's an instructor academy. It's pretty intensive. We teach them how to teach the course, what they need to teach. We teach them how to do the live fire, how to to run the range when we do a live fire. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's pretty intensive. Okay, so let's say we have a listener who's interested. They take the hunter education course. Yes. They pass the very difficult test. 
What's a good n next step that you recommend for anybody after they pass that course? Well, we do have some introduction courses. We have an introduction to turkey hunting, introduction to deer hunting. Uh, we have those courses. Just check our website and see when they're available. Most of them are, you know, before season, of course, right mm -hmm. before season. That's when those courses are offered, offered, and that's when people would would be interested in them. But check our check our website to to look up for those courses. That you need a license to hunt in Tennessee, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Where can they get that on your website? But are there different types of licenses? If I want to, you know, hunt turkey, that's one license I have to get. If I want to hunt bear, yes. that's another license total. Well, well, it's a big game license. Um, okay. Yeah. It, and basically, when you go through the hunter education course, this will be explained to you in pretty much in good detail. Uh, but you can always go online and check our website, and it'll it'll break that down. You know, there's a lot of options. You can buy the you know a hunt fish license, and you can add on the archery tag or the muzzleloading tag or the big game gun tag, which would let you kill deer, bear, turkey. Mm -hmm. Or you can buy the sportsman license, which is a little more, but it'll let you do everything. Okay. So there's a lot of options, and, and you know, we'll explain all that in the hunter education course. Now, now, the TWRA, you all set when hunting season actually happens. Yes. The times yes. and the dates across the state. And yes. I looked at a chart, and I got vertigo, essentially <laughs> trying to figure it out. Yeah. What's yeah. in season now? Right now? Yeah. Uh well, right now you got deer season is ending. Okay. Uh, it's it's winding down. Um, uh, so I mean, basically you've got some squirrel season open right now, some small game seasons open, but that's about it. What's the next season to open up? Next season we're going to have turkey season opening up. Okay. So that's going to be a lot of fun. How long is that? That lasts about a month. A okay. little over a month. A month. Yeah. It's, it's it opens in uh, April, and runs through May. All right. The end of May. You know, tell me, last question for you before we go. Why is it so important to you to teach people gun safety and safe hunting? Well, I've had, you know, in my, in growing up, I've had a few friends that actually got hurt cleaning an unloaded gun. They thought the gun was unloaded, but it wasn't. Uh, and, they, and they've been hurt. And, you know, it's important to me that I pass on that zeal and passion for safety you can't go but you can't do too much in the realm of firearm safety you know go above and beyond to make sure that firearm is unloaded make sure you treat it safely when you're handling it uh, to me that's just extremely important randy husky is twra statewide hunter education administrator it's a program offered free of charge across the state you can find out more by going to tn.gov slash TWRA. Randy, thanks again for being with us. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks to you for tuning in this hour. This is Nashville as a production of Nashville Public Radio. Today's episode was produced by Catherine Ceces. It was directed by our senior producer, Tasha A.F. Lemley. Our board operator and technical director is Liv Lombardi. The masterminds behind our theme music are LaRange and Namir Blade. Special thanks to Jim Johnson at Tennessee Wildlife Federation and Bob Allen at Royal Range. You can listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, the conversation does not end here. Tweet us at This Is Nashville. Find us on Instagram and tell us what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil A. Colonna. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And be good to each other.